Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. If you tune back in to catch the continuation of our interview with Risk, you're in for a special treat, my friend. If not, uh, make sure you rewind a bit and go check out that episode. A lot of history, got a lot of perspective, and a lot of game. So without further ado, here's our next installment of our interview with Risk on the Hard Luck Show. Hey, this is super inappropriate right now, but as we talk, uh, you know, my, my girl and I have 14 years are, are splitting up and she's packing up and moving out. I'm watching her load box right now. Get the but fuck I keep out. Thinking, Why we're doing the show, he's watching. Uh, but, but listen, listen, I keep thinking about Polly B. So we broke up one night. <laughs> oh, shit. And Polly B comes in and goes, hey, uh, check it out, Marisa. Uh, listen, I know this is hard and awkward, uh, but can I just help you? Can I help you pack up and let's speed this along? Because I, I need Risky to come out with me tonight. Like, oh, no way. And he just had that smile, like, and she's just like, you cocksucker. And he's just like, hey, uh, sorry, but uh, yeah, let me help yeah, you yeah. pack up. Let's move this along. Hey, listen, <laughs> I know this is a difficult time, but but yeah. I just um, I just greased the exit door, and I've already put some stuff in boxes. Can I help you carry it to the car? Because uh, Risky and I are about to fucking blow up the town tonight. <laughs> in about 15 minutes. I just got, yeah. I just stopped at the 7-Eleven and got a bunch of weird boner pills, and we are going to fucking go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. What about the other Polly B story? Oh uh, man, okay, so uh, yeah, we can talk about anything. Polly's dead. Love you. Love <laughs> right, you. Right. And happy birthday yesterday. Hey, oh, Polly really? B's birthday. Yeah. Rest in power. Oh, Rest Sammy. By the way, I didn't forget about you. I'm, I got your package coming. Hey, out. can that's I shout a, out to Sammy? Yeah. By the way, uh, shout out to Monster. Can I try? Can I get another one of these Monster juices? Uh, the, the, the can that you designed. Hundred percent. All right. All right. Great. Are you on that Will you side? Grab me one too, please. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It, so, so Polly, best let, can let's I've talk ever seen. There's so many Polly stories. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. I'm gonna talk about the last time we went to Japan with Polly, right? No. Oh, I love oh, Polly yeah. Beach Japan stories. So we go, to, <laughs> we go to Japan, and uh, <laughs> oh, we're shit. leaving. It's me, Sean B, and Polly, right? And uh, oh, we're, we're going to the airport, and Polly's like, "Got this thing. What's that? The dildo?" <laughs> he goes, "Nah, nigga, it's my shit. Like, it's it's wrapped in tinfoil. It looks like a fucking." Steel dick, right? Because right. I'm keistering that shit. I'm like, what? Wait, what? Go, You're out of your fucking mind. He goes, hey, nigga, you, you, you see what we did in the pen? That ain't shit. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, TMI. I don't know about this. Like, this is all disturbing. Yeah, we call uh, this a toothpick. So he's like, whatever. He goes, I, I'm like, there's no way, bro. He's like, no problem. <laughs> So we're in the taxi. He's like, pull over, pull over. <laughs> the taxi driver doesn't know. He's like, pull over. I'm like, Paul, you can't wait. To-. He goes, pull the fuck over. Like, so he's having a fucking fit. I guess I don't know what's going on down there. Right. Like, working. Yeah. So somehow we make it to the plane, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this motherfucker. You understand? I just lost third rail. I'm trying to. Uh, it's a hail mary. I'm going there trying to sell it to the Japanese guys, and I'm like, this and that. And Paul's just at a party, and I'm trying to be serious, and we get right. on the plane. And Polly gets on a plane. He fucking keisters his thing, gets it out, and he goes immediately to the bathroom and t- does a big ass line of coke. Right? <laughs> Comes back, and I sleep on the plane. Everything's all right. I I, I sleep on planes. So I get on, I go to sleep. I wake up and I land. Period. The end. 
And this motherfucker's like, come on, Risky. I'm like, fuck you. Leave me alone. So I'm like asking the fucking tourists, can you move him? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> and he starts calling. He starts getting on a good one, bro. Every five minutes. I'm like, bro, you're very obvious, bro. Chill. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. Fuck them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude. You, fuck He's them. like, <laughs> so we land And I'm like Fuck dude So we this, this uh, Akira picks us up My friend Akira He's right. er, And Akira picks us up And we're going to this big concert And Cottonmouth Kings are on stage Whatever And uh-huh. Akira's driving And Polly reaches around With a handful of coke And throws it in his face Goes Like <laughs> <laughs> gives him the fucking <laughs> He goes You got blessed <laughs> <laughs> And he's like Oh <laughs> so now Akira's driving like 200 miles away. Yeah. And I'm like bro Chill Polly Polly's like Fuck this We're in Japan yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pull up And uh, in Polly's fashion We get to the concert You know it's all Secure and shit And Polly's like Just tell him We're with the band Kira, t-. Polly's like Trying to you know Hustle And he does mm-hmm. So they're letting us through they're, they're like move We got artists in the car Move Move the fucking mm-hmm. barricades yeah. <laughs> We drive right up to the stage I Get out that. the car yeah. Polly gets out he goes, you know them? I said, yeah, it's Cottonmouth Kings, my boys. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, Risky's in the house. Come on up. We go on stage. Right. And Polly's there. And all of a sudden, he takes out his Mongols cut, right? I'm like, here we go. Right. And he's like, right. now he's that dude. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you, can't, you can't do that shit, bro. You got whatever. Put it away. He's like, all right, man. Just let him tell him I'm going to spit 16. I'm like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so now he's mad dogging. The mm. whole band, right? No. Um, and yeah, they're looking no. at me, and they go, who's that guy? That's Polly B uh, from Santa Monica. <laughs> and uh, he's like gangstered out and shit. And so right. he, he he scares them, bro. They're like, all right, man, we got a special guest. We got uh, <laughs> Polly B from Santa Monica. <laughs> Spit 16. Bro, he comes out there, and I'm Get like, he fuck. must know something, right? He gets out there, and he's like, I'm Polly B from Santa Monica. <laughs> and got stuck. Stuck. Oh, bro. man. Uh, How many people? Please tell me you have this recorded somewhere. Oh, it's a festival, like a fucking, like a warp tour in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm dying. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is the best thing I ever saw in my life. Yeah. This is great. So then <laughs> we get to the hotel and uh, the, everything about the trip's funny. Like the, the, Elevator door goes, Jiga. You know, ah, like, right. Jiga. Yeah. We're like, is that the fucking Jay Z song? Like, Jiga. Yeah, right. And then, you know, the, the toilet with the fucking remote control. So oh every time he goes, take a shit, I got the remote control outside the thing. He's like, stop. Turning on the hot water. And so we're partying, raging, and uh, they give us a bodyguard, a KF fighter or some shit. Mm-hmm. K2 fighter. K2, K2 fighter. K1, K2. right. And, uh, what does that mean? Right. It's a. Yeah, it's some Japanese thing, right? They, Sorry, yeah, you could yeah. be, you could kick that dude's ass, right? K five, K twelve. What are you? You're like M thirteen or what? <laughs> 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 it's different. It's, uh, I'm not kickboxing. I'm active. I do my stand up because I used to fight. Yeah. But I'm primarily ground fighting. Right. That's just like some pride shit. That K K one yeah. shit. That's yeah, like but listen, to, I mean, listen what size at. You know, he probably can't kick some ass because he's not blowing it up too big. He's like, I don't know. I fucking just stand up. I don't know much shit. I if know. Kelly, if Kelly's gonna give somebody like the nod on hey, whether the, they the can thing, handle themselves, I'll buy hey, it from. So Kel. Cy comes and he trains me, and we we stop boxing and whatever. And I, I I tried to grapple with him in the driveway one day. Yeah. And I was like, I tap out. I got you. And I was like sitting there, <laughs> and I was like, I got you. And I thought I had him, right? Yeah. And he tapped my nuts. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be real ugly real quick. Yeah. I, was, I, was like, I just ah! let go. And I'm like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But, we, um, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, so, what, what is the best? Let me ask you something. What is the best defense 
for trying to avoid somebody trying to take you down, what is it going to be? Well, it, it, get on that mic. I mean, I don't, I, I don't need to hear myself. But like, it's, no, we it's, need to hear you. Put the, yeah, get on the mic. I'm on the mic. Because I hate when you I go, I hate on the mic. Yeah, you want like me to like, touch yeah. it with my yeah. lips? Yeah. 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 COVID from the fucking mic? No. 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 And don't act like this is anything new for you, bro. You get right up on that mic. You know you like the tip. Hey. Yeah. So it just depends how they're coming at you. I mean, are they... If they're far away and they just lower their level, like their head's dropping down, they're going to bear hug you. If they don't know how to wrestle, they just... You just step to the side and knee them in the fucking face, right? <laughs> like, literally. Like, or you just push their head down. Because if someone doesn't know how to wrestle, they're probably looking at your feet. Mm. Like, if you know a little bit of wrestling or a lot of wrestling, you're looking through the person. Your head is crooked or your, your head is up. Your neck is crooked so that they can't control your head and neck. The two controlling points in the body... I don't want to get super annoying technical. Come on, yeah, do yeah, it. Get it the head and neck, right, is the head, which is... Where the head neck. goes, you go. Or the hips. So the hips are going to be far away at this point. Right? Hips don't lie. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, so if you're controlling the head, it's very easy, like, if, if you know what to do, mm-hmm. right? So, but again, are they wrapped around you? Do they have a leg and get... You know, it depends where they're at. So there's not, like, one thing. It's a... There's different right. variables. So, like, you would literally have to go, okay, here's the situation. I'm going to show you on. Like, my students would be like, how do I do this, coach? And I go, shut the fuck up. Show me. Right. right. Show right, me what right, you want to know. Right, Don't talk. Right. Don't talk. Just show me. Right. And then they show me, and I, go, I, I can pick it apart and put it together. So, yeah. there's not like if someone's trying to take you, it's how they, did they set you up? Did they punch you in the face, lower the right, leg? Right, right, Drop right, down to right, a double right. leg or a single leg? Like, it's a, just really, it, it all depends on how it's coming at you. You know, That's I had a, a guy, great answer. Yeah, hey, he's taught like we we fuck around all the time, but he's taught me so much like uh, about that, the, grabbing the neck and uh, watch his elbows and stuff like that. It, it, just a couple things, you know. Chuck Liddell was on here. He he trained Chuck in grappling or something, right? Yeah, I'm Chuck's jujitsu and well, not right now, but jujitsu and strength coach for like the last ten years. Yeah, but he doesn't really do it when he's getting ready Focused. for the fight, which isn't going to happen anymore, hopefully. Um, Primarily jujitsu, but then first, last the Rich Franklin fight, we did a lot of strength training. Yeah, but that see, so when I talked about college earlier, you don't yeah. think you learned shit. So Chuck came and you know we were just playing around, we slap box and shit. But there's so much that kicked in from what I learned from him that you just don't really realize. And he just said it again. Like I just remember that, like the neck thing and the you know watch the elbows and like yeah, but dude, keep them up. When you're like slap boxing with a friend a little bit, do you ever run the risk? Risk? You ever run the risk of like fucking? It kind of gets a little serious. Oh, he fucked me up, bro. Like he broke two ribs. I, I have spots in my eyes. Uh, you know. He, no, I think he means like when you're messing with the f- not Chuck fucking Lightell, like oh. a person. Do they start to get heated and they want to make it a real fight? That's what you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it escalates a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I know, like I have a slap has a way of listen, doing that to you. You get your good slap. Yeah, like exactly. slap boxing. Like I would, I don't do that shit because it's dumb. Like <laughs> right. I do it with him because he he can control. He, he can kill right, me. Right. He, he's like. He's not getting mad at me, you know? right, like, right? Right, right. So I do it with people that that train me like that, but I don't slap box with friends. I just, that's dumb. I just don't do it. Right, you only antagonize people that could kill you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second, dude. So um, anti animal cruelty club is what your shirt says. Your te- your uh, are you vegan? Yeah. Are you vegan? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of hardcore vegan. I'm yeah. vegan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Go team. Yeah. American Indian vegan. Yeah. yeah. I used to hunt all the time. Yeah. So then you realize you don't need to. Actually, I realized that the true American Indian way is to honor the animal spirit and stop saying thank you for having to kill you, but letting them live because now you don't need hmm. to. There you go. So it's, it's more traditional to not 
killed the animal, I realized. That's really? a beautiful thing. That's my, that, huh. yeah, I grew up on a reservation. I love, listen. My, you my, love some ribeye. And you love some motherfucking salami. The first time that I hunted uh, on my own, I was nine years old in, uh, on the Seminole Indian Reservation hunting wild boar. And I killed my first boar when I was, uh, was nine. Those are mean. And they ain't pretty. Yeah. Well, but um, but since then, you know, I've been vegan maybe now three years, four years. All right, keep right? going. Yeah, I am. I love it. I, I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't push it too hard on anybody else. And it really is about the animal for me, not the health. It started out as the health, but now it's really about, you know what? I just can't be a part of that. I mean, there's so many aspects. Like people that come to me, yeah. people will come to me, right? Like yeah. they say, They'll either come in the negative or the positive. Hey, I'd like to do this. What should I do? And generally, when they say that shit to me, I'm like, watch this, read this, watch this, get back to me. Because people want to hear what they want to hear. They want to be told what they're doing is okay, and it's right, and that's the answer. Like, oh, I just got to tweak this a little bit, and that's never the case, right? Like, right. What, when I break, oh, how can I lose some weight? I want this vegan thing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I tell them, and they go, the first fucking thing is, oh, I can't do that. So now I don't bother. I go, watch this, watch this, get back to me next week. What's the craziest fight you've ever been in? I know you don't want to glorify it, but fucking glorify it. What was the craziest fight you've ever been in? healthy eating habit. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're related. Probably slap know. boxing me. I think yeah, it's tough No, I mean, did. seriously, have you ever been in a Navy bar and they were like, hey, fucking puke? Hey, what? Come on, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, fucking puke. <laughs> so, I, I mean. Come on. No, I just, there's, uh, there's really a lot. Was there ever you in a place and maybe you painted over somebody's name and the other guy was like, hey, we're going to check this guy? No, but I've I've hunted people down that gone over me and did things for me. Because especially now, it's a whole different element. It's not like we're kids in the park and like, oh, that's that guy. Get your team, get our team. And then we we start fucking fighting, which is what I did. I grew up in New York and we would get in cars and go to the other neighborhoods and they get in cars and go to our neighborhood. I got got stab wounds all over me from that shit. Yeah. Right. So like, I mean, I guess that's crazy i don't you know there's just so many Has, was there ever a guy that didn't know who you were all right and 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 like based on your size and he was bigger gave you a bunch of shit and you're like i don't want to get into this with you man and then eventually <laughs> you had to do like three moves and he was like you know that probably happened like a thousand yeah. times I wanna, well, did it yeah. no, the last it time? used to happen all the time when i'd go out and stuff in hollywood when i was a little bit younger yeah you know someone's running their mouth one guy was very you might know him. He's like an, it's not a tough guy. He's a, he's an art a dealer. He's part of a, uh, uh, what the fuck was that guy's name? He's an art dealer. Uh, uh, Is it true? It was Paul Rubens? No, 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 no. He's, a, he was, he's not a tough guy. He's a, <laughs> it's just a funny story. Um, yeah. Cantor's. Cantor? Mark Cantor. Oh, no, no, not no. Mark Cantor. No, it was a Cantor fan. Oh, fuck. Neil? Oh, you talking about the guy that died? No, I don't know if he's dead. I hope he's oh. not dead. I don't want to tell the story he's dead. <laughs> He's, he's probably Just a little tell the story. Anyway, this dude's... Did like, you do the, the Guns N' Roses book? I don't know. What he, maybe. <laughs> might be. I don't know. It's Neil Cantor. Neil's Cantor. Does that sound familiar? Uh, it's one of the Cantor. Is, is it true? So, Neil so, Diamond? Anyway, you beat up Neil yeah, Diamond? Yeah, Diamond. So this guy's like 6'5". You know, I'm like 5'9". He's, I'm talking to some girl on a curb. Like I'm, I'm standing on the curb. So at the curb, I'm still shorter than him. He's right. just backing his ass. And we're in, a, in the parking lot of the Standard on Sunset. He's backing into me, backing into me. Oh, my arm's out. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, dude, chill. Give me some fucking elbow room, man. There's plenty of room, right? <laughs> Turns around. What? You little fucking... Ass. He starts going. And I just look at him. I go, you're going to press charges for what's about to happen. <laughs> and he's like, he puts his hands out, you know, wide, like the big... I'm, I'm bigger than you. Right. Thing. And I don't even do like a jujitsu thing. I push one shoulder and I pull the other. This is not a move that you would learn. I just go like that. He spins around like in a second because he's 
probably drunk and on drugs. Right. Put him in a naked choke. Bring him down to the ground. There's people like girls like hitting me and batting. Me. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I, like, I, I got. I know yeah. exactly what that's like. Yeah. So the, the best part of this is that you know, and he's like this big dude. He's on, and it's not that exciting of a fight story. It's a funny story. He's on all fours. Well, no, he's not. He's on his knees, doggy style, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's sleeping now. Mm-hmm. His yeah. face is turned to the side, and his arms are still spread out the way yeah. they were. Yeah. In the parking lot, the, the parking lot. <laughs> like a little like, baby, right? And one of them is like, Ooh, get it. like some Mexican dude's like, get out of here, get out of here. So I just bolt. He's sleeping. Yeah, he's right. of course. Right. Change my shirt. Still have my park. I hand him my park. I'll be back in ten minutes, right? He's like, I got you. I run away. I change my shirt. I come back. Niels is gone. Everyone's gone. They pull my coat. We got you. I get beat up. Nissan. And I didn't tell you, it happened last night. Ryan, we were at the the kilt last night, right? Yeah. yeah. And some dude's trying to get in this chick's car. And Ryan's like, dude, leave it alone. And he, same thing. He said, what you going to do? And he came yeah. up Ryan. Ryan cold. And we all took pictures of him. Like he's all, Oh, he ground. hit him? Oh, he knocked him out. He's on yes. the ground like, mm-hmm. like this. And we all took pictures next to him. Well, it's I, true I, that, I, er, that yeah. was Eric Trump that got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like, there's like a lot of those type of things. I was, uh, I'm just thinking right now because you said there was a, yeah. I was in some like hot stripper's house. <laughs> And like we were just about to go at it, some dude just kicks the door, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's my husband. And, and Don't she's worry, like, oh, he's it's my neighbor. He's like yeah. some glassy-eyed drunk dude. And I'm like, well, "Why is he in your house?" She's like, "It's all right, I'll get him out of here." I'm like, "That was weird." So we're starting going. He comes back. So I go outside. I'm like, "That's enough." And, you know, I walk out. I'm in my underwear. Right. With, with, like a, with wood. You got with, a, with a, a chub. It wasn't wood anymore. I didn't no, keep right, it. Right, I couldn't right, retain right. the wood. I'm not right, that good. Right. So it was a chub, right? <clears throat> right? So I walk outside. <laughs> he crouches he down. He starts flirting with you. Yeah. He crouches down like real, real rough. <laughs> oh, does his mouth start opening up? <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, am I getting a blowjob? But he does like a kung fu thing with his hands. Get the fuck out of here. Dragonfly blowjob, right? Danielson. He goes, I want to challenge your style. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, what? I want to, and I just snapped his head. I controlled the neck. I put him in a choke. It's called a guillotine. Yeah. And the girl's like, Scott, stop. She's some Australian chick or whatever the fuck she is. And I just, he's sleeping. I put him down and his head goes thud on them. And we're in Beachwood Canyon, so it echoes. Like just his head in there. Thud, thud, thud. And she's like, you killed him. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm picking him up and I'm dragging him down the street. He wakes up, glassy eyed, looks at me and he just runs. Like yeah. right from waking yeah. up, he runs the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. He sees me a week later in a bar, birds on in Beachwood. He comes up to me with his hand out, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is this?" He's like, "I just want to thank." You. I'm like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Remember last week you choked me?" I was like, "You had a chub." I was like, "Dude, yeah, we, we made out." I was like, "I don't, I, I'm cool. Just keep your distance." He's like, "No, no, I just want to thank you. You humbled me." I was like, yeah. <laughs> you actually helped me. I was like, "Don't start <laughs> shit with people you don't know." Me. So yeah, there's right. been. I mean, there's a lot of situations. Mostly for Dude, we should have a sci fight show. What do you think about that? Just I go just gotta it. remember them. There's been like <laughs> That's all right. We'll just fucking we'll put I you haven't in. fought like I haven't had a street fight in like fuck man, maybe like two years. Now I just antagonize people verbally and everything. What you what's your guard? He's what very guard good at antagonizing verbally. Huh? <laughs> what guard do you use? Primarily? Yeah. I mean I guess my strongest would be my rubber guard. Hmm. I mean, I'm a 10th planet black belt. Right. I'm, a, I'm the only third-degree black belt in 10th planet. Like, What's 10th planet doing right now uh, with COVID and all that? Oh, so there's over 100 affiliates. So everybody's all independently owned or just affiliates. So right. some guy in some other states probably running class normally. Some people are like, we're not here. We don't exist. Right. I am pleading the fifth on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Quit trying to get right. liability on yeah. fucking side. He's going to kick your ass, Sean. Yeah. Why is it that... that during like um, the barroom fight or whatever fight it may be, bro. Like as soon as some fucking punches start getting thrown, 
people, at least my experience is like the screaming that's going on. Yeah. Especially from the women. Some men. It's like I'm stabbing somebody to death. Like you're chopping his head off. Dude, like, I mean, flipping out. Like, and when he's talking about chicks hitting you and motherfucking bottles getting blown, like, Man, I just know just what that is. Well, I'm trying to beat this motherfucker's head in. Yeah. And I've got like the wife trying to bust a <laughs> bottle, the uncle, somebody's pulling my leg, somebody's going in my pockets. I'm trying to fucking, uh, right? And just people are screaming Bloody Mary. That's funny because like you know, the beer nut days, right? We used to get mm-hmm. a lot of punk rock fights, right? It was just like a bunch of dudes screaming, whatever. Fast forward to Hollywood, all those fights and smalls, all, you were there for a bunch of those fights. <laughs> there was a there was a fight I had. Oreo at the door. There was a fight I had in, like, oh, in front fuck. of Cantor's. <laughs> Speaking of Cantor's, you know Cantor's had a couple good ones. In so Cantor. the guy's name was something Cantor, but it's it just ironically another fight I had right in front of Cantor's a few years ago. There was a girl I was with who just she was fucking hot, but she and two of her friends she would just talk shit about how she'll punch someone in the face and she'll kick their talk all this shit. Some Beverly Hills girl. I'm like, all right, she's cool, right? Right, 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 right. right. These dudes, he's like drunk. Frat boy jerk off So like I'm sitting with these three girls They're throwing like Creamers at them And talking shit And I'm like What? And they're like Scott calm down Calm down Calm down I'm like Alright fine fine I'll be good right Walking out One of the guys Is maybe 20 yeah, 15 feet away He's looking at the girls He's like Bitch you better suck my And he's about to say <laughs> cock And I'm like I, 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 Like a vampire I just appear in front of him Drop him Right Drop him, jump over him, grab his next friend, pull him back, and I have him in a rear naked I spun around too, so my back's on the car. Choke him out, throw him in over the guy that just got knocked out, slug the other guy. They're both on, all three of them are on the floor now. I bounce. I'm like, I'm out. It's Hollywood. Right. I'm like, press charges, press charges. Everyone wants to fucking press charges. So I bounce. <laughs> the whole time this happened, the girl that's talking shit, I'll fucking kick your ass. I'll be all that stuff. That girl is high pitched screaming. My ears hurt. Oh, right. In the yeah, car. Yeah. We don't do things like that over right, here. Right, right, this right, is right, wrong. Right, right. What's wrong with you? How did you grow up? Were right. you raised in a barn? I'm like, you just said you're going to kick everyone's ass. I just kicked a bunch of people's asses right. for fucking with you. And you're the one screaming. Let me, um, Sit. Let me uh, ask a It's qu- like a woman when she tells you, when you first start dating her, yeah. and she's telling you about all this shit she's about. I don't know. That's the red flag. This bitch ain't got nothing going on. And in about two weeks, you're going to be her whole main focus in your life, Every, right? 100, Every 100, time. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, what are you talking about? Everybody mm-hmm. knows this. Yeah. What about this? What don't, what, don't people, what don't people who work with color a lot uh, risk? What don't they understand about color? Uh, I don't know that. But I, I know me as my uh, murals, my outdoor murals, my yeah. public murals. Uh, I'm a colorful artist in that sense, right? Yeah. It's all about evoking emotional color. Right. That's what it's about. So... I don't know. Uh, you know, there's so many different forms of art. I don't know what makes people tick. But, you know, I was in London painting for the Olympics, and Ron English was there. Uh, I was doing a mural with him and Shepard, and they're like, Riss, so good to see you here. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? And I don't have a plan for shit, right? So right. Like, I think I'm just going to write Risk or something. And they go, oh. And they were just bummed out. Like They're like, oh. I'm like, no, I mean, I don't know. They go, no, Risk is cool. That's great. But, like, what do you want to say? I'm like, I don't know. I don't like to say shit. I'm not a political artist and shit. Like, fuck that. Right. And I, I went from like wanting to punch Ron English in the fucking face to going up to a room and going like, man, what makes me tick? So I had to think about it. So I was like, all right, so what's the most happiest I, I am when I do the most satisfying thing, right? And it's like going down the freeway the next day, seeing a piece after I did it that night, right? And right. I get all amped up and sit. I go, man, people probably can't read that piece. They just go by and they see the color and they get amped up. 
So I'm like, let me see if I can evoke the same emotion without letters or a character, right? Right. And that's how it started. So I went and painted the back of my house. You see over here. Yeah. And to evoke emotional color with these big things. So I paint these whole big buildings and that's what, that's what it's all about. So I realized I'm a color-filled artist. I don't have to be political. Or I don't have to do this or do that. So that's how it all started. So, you know. But that's the reason why I asked you about, in, in certain sense, your insights into color. Yeah. Because you work with color. Like, when I looked at some of your designs, a lot of times I see your color fill stuff, like the St. Joseph's Hospital and yeah. all this stuff, right? Yeah. But you also have, <clears throat> every so often, also like a butterfly involved and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like, when you spend that much time with color, do you start to understand things about color? Like, do you start to realize, like, oh, shit, you know, this is Well, fucking... you know, we talked earlier about school, right? Yeah. And, and I, I do contrasting colors. So contrast colors, like, you know, a lot of people don't work with contrast colors. Uh, I gravitate right to it because everything I do is positive and negative. You saw the Buddhas with the knives around them and yeah. the horseshoes upside down and this, you know, all this stuff. Right. Um, so contrasting colors fucks with your eyes. I like it. I like, you know, it's, it pops. Um, my understanding of color, I really don't know, but I've had Ron English, who's a good friend of mine and, sure. and, um, and, and taught me a lot about myself. Um, told me one of my biggest compliments I ever got was like, he, he goes, he said something about like, your uh, understanding of color is something that no one, most people will never achieve. Like you're the, whatever. You gave me a big comment. I got to figure. Don't out what be he said. humble. Don't be humble. It was good, but um, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know, man. Color is just like I don't know. It's something that's vibrant. It's alive. Uh, I speak through color. I speak through paintings. Um, Besides the yellow and leather brown that you got sick of yeah. because of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. What colors don't go together for you personally? Where you're like, man, whenever I see fucking puce and fucking brown and yellow and light blue. Any uh, other ones that you're like, that's actually a sh that's this that what a clashing chord would sound like for a musician. But here's the thing, bro. Like everything goes full circle, right? So right now when I said it, like, yeah, I think I could probably fuck with a, a leather brown. Uh, school bus yellow baby blue piece and probably right. pull it off and make it mm -hmm, nice mm -hmm. because I'm in a celebratory stage of life right now. I love my daughters. I love this. I love that. So I could probably my mindset's different, right? So I could right. probably make that work. You know, and it's all about yeah, as coming a, with solution. It's yeah. It's all about as a graffiti artist, we adapt, right? It's all about working with what I have. Like people always trip out. I get to the wall. I'm like, oh, I didn't bring this color, and they're like, oh, fuck. I guess come back tomorrow. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gonna get busy right now right like, i make it work you know what you're but as we get older and we mature we start moving towards the stream of life mm -hmm. we start letting go at least me i'll speak for me start letting go of what i held on so tightly yeah you know i slowly start letting go i slowly start becoming more like water if you want to say yeah, yeah. and moving with things and that's even personal relationships you know how i do business and the, the less i want to fight with things you know what i'm saying Water um, and Power. You saw that movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're great. Yeah. Um, I, you know, one thing, you know, and you'll under and you'll and you'll totally get this, man. Like, I've always had something about gradients that I that 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 either make me feel like a kid or make me feel at home or yeah. when I see a gradient, and it's playing off of like our sunsets at the beach, yeah, depending on how they are, yeah. and um. I've seen you like when maybe black and white was because it goes back in and out things yeah. coming yeah, up. Yeah. But I've seen at times where it was really about like really black and white. And yeah, dramatic. All, the, all my freeway shit, you know. Right. I've seen you take a hold 
and get into much kind of like part of this painting I'm looking at some gradients yeah. before everybody was jumping on the gradients. Yeah. And it really stood out as risk. Yeah. You know, it was you and I, like somebody from K2S2, but would pop these gradients and I wouldn't see them anywhere. Yeah. And I'd only see, I'd be like, fuck, that's the fire. That's the stuff that changes me. Yeah. Like when I see that, it interests me. Like that gold and that whatever that is, yeah. fuchsia right there, yeah. my eyes drawn to that and drawn yeah. to that because yeah. I love those. I've seen that in you and I've also seen, people may think this sounds crazy, I'm into like some of the packaging of some of this weed, bro. Yeah. Like the fucking, some of the gradient play and lettering play <laughs> yeah. and I always think of like, when I see it, I think of risk, man. Like, I like shit that... My pens? Ask Brian for one of my pens. I'm gonna show yeah. you one of my pens. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I love shit like that, and I like playing in in worlds that look like sometimes candy, junk food wrapper. Like I love that, bro. I love old o Oreo. When you look at a pack of Oreos, if you really just look at like the logo and the blues around the like, it's beautiful, bro. Like I love that shit. I get yeah. off on that shit, bro. 100%, 100%. Um, What's the best designed? junk food thing where you're like <laughs> just like Steve just said Oreos do you ever like ding look, dong? besides it's not junk food so obviously Monster the, your design of the can is the best but that's not junk food what I, is I, the one where you're like ooh that Doritos Cool Ranch that was know, the best I, 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 I gotta look it up but I, I posted it but I found this like Philippines food and it was like Putang or some shit right, and it was right. like the best nuts I was like what yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, so yeah. good yeah, man. Yeah. it was I forget what it was but it was fucking so good but uh, no I don't really know man I, Lifesavers is good right Lifesavers Lifesavers, Lifesavers yeah. is good Sean what's your, what do you think is the best designed fucking candy thing I don't know thank you thank you yeah. for that insightful yes, response yes 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 um, alright I'm sorry <laughs> go ahead you were finishing up on, on that no I just like that stuff and I've just whenever I see it I can't Kool-Aid Kelly comes in Kool-Aid Kelly comes into my, but he's been doing this for a while. But just those gradients, it's like, to me, it's a very at home, it's a really West Side thing. And when I see these colors, I just like them, man. And I like playing in that field. And, and, and Kelly, I can look through some of Kelly's stuff, and within seconds, I'm going to start finding a lot of that gradient. It's just something that you, you play with. You're not afraid to fuck with these colors. Yeah. And, you know? <clears throat> well, let's get down to some serious fucking, let's stop fucking around. What does risk? What is what is what is risk? What do you think of Bob Ross? Bob Ross is the man, man. Uh, <laughs> Bob Ross. I I I sometimes post like I go hard in the motherfucking paint, you know, yeah. picture of Bob Ross. Yeah. Um, he's a man, and I think it's great because uh, you know, his paintings were like nothing, right? Right. And now they're fucking. You can't get one, right? It's, right. It's impossible. But okay, it's like Buddy Rich, a drummer, right? Yeah. It's not about how simple it is. It's how good it is, right? Yeah. So that's Bob Ross, bro. Yeah. And he epitomized, like me as a graffiti artist, I epitomize what graffiti looks like. It's not that my shit's like, I could do lost on shit, but like I'm known for being that dude that does those fucking super basic, clean fucking jammies that do a million of them, right? Right. It's the same shit, bro. It's just like, he's the man. Did you know. watch Bob Ross growing up a little bit? Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit, right? For sure. I know I did. I watched him on the Happy Mistakes. Ha no, yeah, right. There's no there's no mistakes, only happy accidents. Yes. And then yeah. eventually like he got a squirrel friend. And he puts the squirrel friend in his pocket and he's like, This is my little friend and we're bring it up. And I sit there yeah, it's a true story. So you know what's funny about that? So yeah, yeah, yeah. scene scene is uh, probably the most legendary graffiti artist in, in the world right now, right? Good friend of mine, he's using the studio back there. He's he's there as we 
talk he's painting right now. Okay. But his whole goal in life is to paint happy squirrels. Bob Ross is his hero. So you said that's funny. So shout out to Scene. Shout yeah, out to Scene. Shout out to Scene, bro. Happy I saw squirrel. him like for one second while I'm walking by. I'm like kind of a little bit starstruck. Scene yeah. Right there. He yeah. was a fucking legend. Legend. Bro. I love that. Um, so what is it? So now you move into things that scare you a little bit, or yeah. you've already done it. Yeah. What are those? What are those? What is? The, what are the things that scare you? Like what was it? I mean, I see sharks, and I gotta assume nothing that, scares me. What was it that you put in your work that Ed Moses had uh, talked to you about? What was the fears <laughs> that you had put into your work? Well, he had me embrace things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, embracing that scares me. Um, and let me think about that, because there, there is a lot of shit that scares me. I don't know. Um, These hands? I mean, no. I'm, I'm, uh, no. Uh, only, only, only by what you've been scratching <laughs> over there <laughs> in the front and the back. Um, uh, fuck, man. Spiders, uh, listen, I love spiders in the sense of I'm not going to kill them, yeah. whatever, but every time I see them, they shock me. Like, they shock me. Well, dude, I, you know, I, I grew up in New Orleans, right? So roaches and rats. Yeah. Or, but the, I don't like those motherfuckers at all. Right. Like, like, you know, water moccasins. Good possum. Water moccasins, rattlesnakes, that, that doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me either. Uh, a roach, I remember calling my mom's trunk and I had a snorkel, an old snorkel, and I breathed <laughs> in and there was a dead roach in it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, fucking yeah. petrified. I hate Dang. those motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh. You know? yeah. What is it about yeah. the roach that's so funny? Fucking scary! Like, like, why is that? I don't know, but I, 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 I hate those things. I'm petrified of them. But here's the thing: I'm not like Ed. I'm not kind of paint fucking roaches all in pieces <laughs> to get over it. I don't give a fuck That's that not much. the therapy you're doing. I don't give a fuck that much. Right, fuck right, those right, motherfuckers. Right, like, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not gonna start collecting pictures of possums. Yeah. I hate fucking possums. Yeah. I don't want to see them. I don't want to. They're adorable. What's wrong? Oh, I hate those motherfuckers. Nah, they're listen, mean. They're and they they they're look. You know what? They they look. Listen. Possums look like an evolutionary like mistake. Like they're like all yeah, scaly yeah. tailed and their faces. And crazy. armadillos even a bigger one. Well, yeah. I, I, armadillos don't bother me. We have nutrias in, in New Orleans. Nutrias, right? Yeah. So it's like a rat on steroids. Right. Motherfucking just. What are they called? Nutria. Nutria. Yeah, and I, I think I, it's like a protein that. shake. That's where they got like the name. Protein. Hey, so they were bought. They're from France. Google it. I think I'm right. They bought them from France to make fur coats, right? So they're in the swamps, and all these old fucking hillbillies in the swamps were raising a nutria, which is sure. a big rat, sure. for the fur, right? And yeah. they had one of the hurricanes, and they went wild, and now it's a nuisance animal. Right. So they oh, give wow. you $10 a tail, and there's certain wow. nights where the cops go out dressed in camo in their cars and hang out the windows shooting the motherfuckers. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they're fucking cute. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing yeah. to me. That's, you know, um, you were talking about colors. Let me ask you this. Do you think that, because um, you always hear these stories like, oh, McDonald's developed the scheme yellow and red because that's going to make people hungry and shit like that. Do you believe that colors have uh, psychological effects on people? Bro, I don't know. Because, like, you know, in school we, we study stuff, right? I, I, if I remember correctly, yellow and black was the uh, the most popping colors, right? And it yeah. makes sense because all this, the roadwork signs, right? So right. There must be something to it, I guess. I don't know. Right. So that's a popping. And I would say that that would mean something more to the effect of, like, eye-catching, which is not going to be the same thing as emotion or psychology. Yeah. So just because it stands out to you. And sometimes, I'll just be straight up, sometimes I think it's just fucking bullshit. Like, I do, I think that culture teaches you, like, oh, red's hot. Yeah. Or yellow is banana, or whatever they want to teach you. But if you were to live in a pure just color world, I don't know that it would really trigger those emotions in you. Or do you think differently? 
No, I, I think uh, you evoke emotional color for sure. So I think you go in a red room or a black room or a white room or a fluorescent orange room, you're going to feel different for sure. Right. 100%. Okay, black room causes depression. Dark colors in a room and you live in it, you're going to get depressed. Red's right. a little psycho. I, mean, I did a red room for a gallery one time, all red, and red neon, and it was fucking, it was eerie, and it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what is interesting is right behind you, there's like a mint-colored green. Yeah. Right? yeah. That mint-colored green, give or take a few tones up or down, and light blue Yeah. are the two f- colors I hate the most. You want to really? know why? Yeah. Because every institution I've ever been in, was either painted that color green yeah. on the inside or baby blue. And there are those colors that are emotionally yeah. set to make your ass calm, Okay, quiet. so funny you say that because uh, yesterday I painted for Artists for Trauma, right? It's all these uh, dudes are in wheelchairs and this and that, and they have to learn how to uh, function and do these things. So this, this is a car simulator that they have to learn how to get out of the wheelchair into the car, right? And it was like that beige, institutional beige, Fuck right? Fuck that color. Every school. <laughs> like every school, right, man. Every, yeah. every, every graffiti piece I got buffed was that color, right? Right. So I saw that motherfucker. I was like, fuck this. Right. And I went, I was going to do all oranges and sunsets, but I was like, when I saw it, I was like, something triggered me. I was like, uh. Right. And I fucking went nuts. It's so fucking colorful. I went crazy with the colors. Right. Because it was that institutional dookie fucking. Right. <laughs> that yeah. just instantly makes you have fucking like a little twist in your Every gut. time you go to jail. Like, yeah, yeah, all that shit, yeah. bro. They automatically bum me out. I like the complete opposite. Because it, you're right. It's made to make you like. Ugh. Right. But when, every time you guys say that. I always think like, yeah, but isn't it also true that it might have been the cheapest paint because <laughs> nobody wanted it? Sure, that's and absolutely then, correct. And then your experience there, bro, absolutely correct. Because the, the, the there's tall cans, right? Yeah, tall can. But back in the day, in the '80s, right? They had a, a spray paint at Standard Brands or whatever that store was. Yeah. And it was like this big, right? And it was ninety nine cents. And it was that institutional fucking <laughs> bullshit gray. I'm like. So like what I think is This is why I was asking you about emotion and colors Is because I was thinking about like On the one hand like these institutions That they're gonna just If red was the one that nobody was using Mm -hmm. They would just use red because it was the cheapest And then you would go to jail Which is never gonna be a cool thing Mm -hmm. I mean And And always see red And then you're gonna be like red fucking can bite my balls But but I, I guess this was something that they claim Was psychological That they did but no I think he's right. I think, I think it's like his cheapest paint. So like, let's make it a reason, you know? Right. right. I agree with that. And then, because, uh, so, all right. So then, let me ask you this. What is, and I know you're probably going to be like, first of all, why did Andre the Giant work so well for Shepard Fairy? Like, what was it about the Andre the Giant face? What was that? Like, why did that work? You know, because uh, Andre had a posse, right? Right, that, that the sticker that he did, Shepard did. What did it say? Andre has posse or something Andre like that. Pop, but that was a hip hop thing. Yeah, but it, it, it was it, Andre the Giant so the wrestler. It. it was a cross of cultures, right? Yeah. So it's like when this shit was like kind of outdated but kind of cool. Right. Like we all we, we did it with uh, Dukes of Hazard. We've all done it with everything, like you know, like Good Times, J.J. Walker. Everyone has this time where it comes. But he hit the cross section at the perfect timing, right? Right. So it was that that and the fact that the dudes getting up with stickers doing. Graffiti, illegal, like it was something for skaters and people to just jump onto. So, I think it was the perfect storm. But yeah, because Andre, Andre was the biggest wrestler. He was. If you you watch, there's a documentary or two on him now. No, he yeah, I, the I'm biggest. S- everybody him. loves oh, Andre yeah. the Giant. I just yeah. just always I've always seen it, and I'm like, why did that work? Hey, so I shook well? his hand, bro. Andre the Giant, and I was like, it's 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 beyond belief. Like it's like it's 
abnormal. Isn't it true? It's a 64 ounce steak. His hand was like a giant 64 ounce. <laughs> I, I was steak. like, it felt like I was like, doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. No. Um, and how tall was he? Seven oh, four. Bro. Seven four. Let let him the man. Yeah. Did you meet him, Sean? Is your name Risky? Yeah, let okay. Risky. He met him. <laughs> bro, he, he was just <laughs> you hey, shut he, him down real quick. Don't you worry about nothing, bro. No. Hey, he's just like this monster. <laughs> right. Know? Bigger yet, than life. Bigger than life. Because I used to watch yeah. him, dude. Nicest I, guy. Right. 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 And I, I met him. In, uh, we're in a strip joint, right? And he was just like he the, was stripping. Yeah. <laughs> he's the most polite dude ever, just cool and just kind of humble. And he just Until you him. got off of his lap, then he yeah. didn't like that too much. Yeah, he got there. mad at me. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> no, but okay, so he was a nice guy. Because I would watch him wrestle, like, the, and, and I would see him in the ring. And it was awesome because he really was huge. But he would get winded. Like, there was oh, something yeah. about how big he was that was hard on his back or something. Yeah, bro. The guy wasn't you know, he like. Had back, uh, bad back surgeries. He wasn't supposed yeah. to be wrestling. Yeah. Right. Was so fucked up. Who's the other one? The big show, right? The other guy, right? Right. Not, not as big as yeah, but I met him too, right? Another guy. Same exact, same exact person, just different people, you know? Yeah. But like, another guy. I don't know, man. I think these guys uh, kind of fell into something. Like, you know, I don't really know their life or anything, but like, right. I think they're just kind of like, oh, this is what I'm here for. This is what I do. And they're just kind of cool. Or this will work. And I don't, I don't think they, they had malicious, like, I don't, they were just cool dudes. Like, it's, right. it's very rare you meet a beast like Mike Tyson, right? Right. Like, just wants to kill. Right. He's just like, ah, it's, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, it's a different breed, right? Right. It is. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've, just, I've been listening to a lot of Mike Tyson interviews. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I'm really fascinated by the fact that he's a fighter who really doesn't play by the rules at all. He's not like an Evander Holyfield. Holyfield's like a great fighter, but he's kind of an introvert, and he's not getting into a lot of trouble. No. Tyson, on the other hand, is like a fucking comet. So, listen, this fight's going to be crazy, because check it out, right? So, Tyson came in going, oh, I think I made a mistake. You know, this yeah. guy is so great. This, that. Yeah. And the last interview, he's like, I got a hard on. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I'm like, here we go. Right. Tyson's back. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? And, and and also, I'm also fascinated by the Buster Douglas story with Tyson because you, you're like, for 25 fights, everybody was like, who's going to be the one to take out the giant? Like, yeah. this guy can't be stopped. Yeah. Iron Mike. And yeah. then it was a guy you kind of never heard of came yeah. out of nowhere. And then nothing yeah. was the same after that. Nothing. No. Right? Yeah. He, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. There's I think there's he weird went to prison though. Tyson. He, he, well, after that, yeah, after that, after that, after that. But but I, what I'll say is, go ahead. <clears throat> you know how they say, and 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 really, you got to watch this fight, bro. Do it when you watch that fight with Buster. Sean, you know how, how they sometimes say, fight? you know how they sometimes say, it was that guy's night. Like it, that guy, yeah, yeah, no yeah. matter what would have happened, it was that guy's night. Yeah. If you watch him, and you cannot take this away from Buster. Bro, he was out. What Buster was out? Yeah, like he was. He he could have very much lost that fight. There was moments, but if you watch that whole fight and you watch the movement by Buster, yeah, dude, I, people had never even seen like a heavyweight move the way Buster was moving, dude. Like he fucking was able to distance and I do all heard... that shit. Retar like I've never. There's not many fighters I've seen like Buster that night. Buster couldn't bring it again. It was maybe some yeah, emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. No, I'll tell you. But for that yeah. moment, that Mike Tyson did not have a chance against him in that round. Do you know round. what it was? Yeah. What? And I heard this. 
that Buster's mother was dying of course, or had died. Of course. Oh, died. She there died. He there dedicated and the she fight said, to her. And she said for a long time that my son is going to beat Mike Tyson. Right. And right. it was that what got him up, up for that fight. But he wasn't going to be stopped, man. Mike Tyson was losing. That. Anybody that would have fought that dude that night was losing that fight, dude. And Mike Tyson, like, yeah, he broke his will too. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of shit, you know. You see, you and you can you watch that fight. I've watched that fight. I watched it the moment it happened live, and I watched it over and over again. It was just like it was that dude's night. He was fighting for a reason yeah. that was bigger than Mike Tyson's. And this is yeah. what I try to you know? tell people yeah, when he I'm was like, like, he wasn't, he wasn't looking at the stands. He wasn't looking at the, he he was looking at at Mike, and he also believed. He believed that that dude could be beat. And there listen, was a lot of people that were broken before listen. they went in that thing. And, and I'm telling you, bro, 50% of that fight listen, is psychological, bro. 100% what you're saying is psychological, and it's about commitment. commitment. And it's because yeah. he had a commitment to his dying mom. He could either get her in the grave with her and die, or he could do what his mom said that he could do and make good on that promise, and he committed to it. And there was what you're saying is right. He... I believe that Buster Douglas on that night was not going to leave that ring. If he was going to leave the dead. ring, it was going to be dead. A hundred percent. Dead. That, and that's what it takes, I think, to succeed at anything. Hey, man, if, uh, watch it. Just go back into your mind and think about some of the fights that you've witnessed in real life. And the right. guys that were fighting for a reason. Right. And the guy that was fighting just to be a fucking cocksucker. That right. Fight usually that, that, ends. That, that fight you were talking about earlier, that dude's a golden weight boxer that I fought. That you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was not losing that fight. Right. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden Glove. Golden Glove. Right, right. right. You got either one of you guys know Oscar De La, uh, Oscar De La Torre? I know De La Hoya. No, Oscar. You know De La Hoya? <laughs> I mean, Carlos well, De La Torre. No, I don't know him personally. Yeah, you know Carlos? I think, Carlos? I think uh, Lupe's his lawyer, right? Maybe. Lupe's his manager. My lawyer, Lupe, I think he's his manager. Okay. Anyways, so, yeah, man. Yeah, Something all right. crazy. Hold on a second. Let me Mike just, Tyson. Mike let, Tyson. Listen, let me just... Hey, Mike Tyson got Mike Tyson Farms now. How come I see nah. billboards like that with the weed? <laughs> Mike Tyson's growing weed now and shit, right? I, what I was trying to say, too, was that... <laughs> He's a brand. We can do anything with No, that. but Tyson is. I mean, there's... Absolutely. You know, that guy, as much as you want to say his addiction issues and whatever else he's got going on... I love Mike. Well, right? Mike is still here. He's still fucking in the game. He's Now he's a promoter. Right now, he's got a farm, and he's, I don't know, he's punching cows. I have no idea what he's doing. But the guy survived a long time, and that's, I think, to a certain extent, like, I think, and that's, I think, what Risk represents and what you represent, Steve, which is people who've been in the game enough to have some real insight and some real expertise into what they're doing. I got a, I got a shit ton of further questions here, but I just got a couple I want to rattle off real quick. Uh, okay, Risk, here we go. Let's not fuck around. Does an artist need enemies? Oh, wow. That's uh, an interesting question. Interesting. I know. Uh, you know, uh, okay, an That's artist, good. maybe not. A graffiti artist, maybe so. Okay, and what would be the reason? Man, we're, we're so competitive, man. And, you know, you know I mean... I'm I'm different. I'm not there anymore. But like, I had to flex, bro. I was a kid, you know, shot, stabbed, all that shit. Like, I had to like, and I'm you know a little white dude in the hood, right? I think it was necessary for me to prove myself, and I had to look for reasons maybe to prove myself at sometimes, which I don't have to do anymore. And I I used to like to test people, like, oh, this motherfucker thinks, here we go, right? So I think, as a graffiti artist, maybe as an artist, no. Who do you believe is one of the, the smartest women you've ever met or that you know of? Hmm. Um, 
That's a hard question. Uh, I don't know her, but you know, RGB, like I, I respect her Ruth, tremendously. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, I right. think she was awesome. Right. Um, Excited about her replacement? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your sculpture, L.A. Doors, right? Why does wait, it wait, look, which one? You have a sculpture. It's called L.A., right? Uh, Welcome to L.A. or L.A. Doors, and it's like wood doors with oh, iron on it? Yes, got you. Okay. Why is it iron and wood? Like what, what okay, is that? so that sculpture represents uh, the old guard being knocked down, right? So as artists, uh, graffiti artists, like we were just like I did Mocha, right? The show, yeah, right? Yeah. So a lot of people on that board were um, uh, legends to me, like uh, big influences, and they're like my biggest fans. But when I started selling to their collectors, they're like, "Fuck this!" Uh-huh. Right. So right. I'm taking money out their mouth. They're like, "Oh well, that's not a real artist." Like, that's oh, when it changed. That's when it changed. So those doors represent the the old guard getting knocked out and the new guard come in. So I, I wrote on their doors like, "Risk, I'm here. Fucking iron doors. I'm breaking them open." So that's what that means. Right. Now Robert Standish was here and uh, he talked to us and he confessed um, because I asked him. It's like, look, you know. Artists are allowed to be eccentric a little bit. That's what society wants them in part for is to like, you know, jack each other off and tell crazy stories. That's what we need to hear in order for us to do a nine to five job. Yeah. What's the craziest artist party that you went to? He told a story about people being naked and painting each other with paintbrushes and shit like that. Did you ever go to any weird orgies? That's every night, bro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's his craziest story? That's like a Tuesday. <laughs> That's like a Tuesday. the fuck up, bro. <laughs> Did you have a crazy story? Like, were you ever, like, in a basket with a hole in it? Or? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, was I going through the you hole? Were, you were, yeah, he was, out, he was outside either of the side, basket. Either side. Either side. Yeah, no. um, any, crazy, any crazy parties? No names. No names. Oh, bro. Come on, man. Uh, see, as I, my, party. my chick just moved out, so I could talk with us freely now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Every night. I mean, um, I think this is a little bit odd that we're doing this podcast. I think it's beautiful. I'm like, her, Gary Box is out. Dude, by the way, what you are to (laughs) art or whatever is what this podcast is to conversation. Yeah. All right. Just so you understand, like, to me, that's the perfect Uh backdrop. Uh All right. Uh, So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, 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 Crazy art stories, man. Fuck. Uh, Well, we talked about a lot. You know, getting knighted, that's crazy, whatever. No, I'm talking about parties. The sex shit, sex drugs, rock and roll. Dude, I grew up in Hollywood, bro. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Guns and Roses, Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. You know, like I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what stories behind that? What stories behind that? that? You're gonna have to give him some kind of fucking yeah, high heel or something, bro. Yeah, before he what, won't leave you alone. What was the What's the he? <laughs> you said Aerosmith and then said eh. <laughs> Listen, I've been blessed to meet a lot of great motherfuckers, um, and I, you know, and I respect their privacy. And I'd talk about anything I could talk about, but I'm not going to talk about theirs. All right. But right now, no, no, no. And I'm not asking you to dish on anybody, but in a general way, can you say like, yeah, there was Imagine this- it. It happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thirsty groupies. Like, to get into this party, you got to take all your clothes off. Bro, I mean, and you gotta paint yourself like, like a chicken and crawl around. In I your feel head. like I feel like like that like mm. like what Risk is saying is like yeah, the, the, all that stuff happened and that's no longer that big of a deal. Not to me. at all. So what I'm trying to figure out is like, was there a time that Risk was like in a thing where the woman was like, look, I just want you to stand in a pose for like <laughs> 20 minutes right. and just let the sun, you know, hit your body parts. Hey. Like, was there any a weird? Yeah, one? bro. That's yeah. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen them all, dog. Bro. It's uh, not that it happens. Risky, we just want you to come on this camera. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to put that up in the fucking all that Vatican. Shit. Like, get the me. fuck paint out. Paint me. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, paint me. I'm like, all right, get the paint. They go, not that paint. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, uh, right. <laughs> ah. 
Um, okay, let's see. Oh, how about this? You ever almost die getting up on something and trying to paint it? Yeah, bro. Uh, you know, uh, I did the first overpass, right? It was like, I think it was the 110 freeway, and it was a, I think it was a train overpass. And I, Rival was there. I, I, I scurried out on it, and the wood was all rotten and shit. It was the first overpass ever done in LA. I did a terrible piece again. Yeah. said risk one, whatever. But the wood was falling from under me, right? Yeah. And it was falling down on the freeway. <laughs> and I'm catching myself, whatever. And everyone's like freaking out. And they're trying to pull me off. And I wasn't worried about myself. I knew I was, you know, strong. I could hold on, whatever. Right. But I was so scared. I was like, dude, this is how I'm going down. The headlines going to be like, risk kills somebody. Right. Because the wood fell through a car. Windshield. Right. I was like, dude. I was like, so bummed. Like, I don't. Yeah, shot, stabbed, like that doesn't bother me. But killing someone else bothers me. I'm like, oh man. And then Jack from Black Flies, Jack, sorry, Jack, I had to tell the story. Um, I'm at his warehouse in Costa Mesa and he has some ARs and shit, right? So we get in there and we start shooting, right? We start going, damn, in the warehouse. We clear the whole warehouse out. It's full of smoke. All his workers <laughs> run out, they leave. Oh, man. Uh, he has all these fucking pallets from China of all his cases for the Black Fly sunglasses. And all of a sudden I see lights. Coming through Through outside Right Cause the dust Like whatever And it hits me I'm like Oh fuck I just unloaded A whole round Of fucking Machine Ammo. gun Right Into the neighborhood Right and I'm like It's gonna be headlines Oh no I'm like dude 20 again, die in a bloodbath I, I couldn't sleep I was like dude I had to get oh. the Newspaper in the morning I'm like I pray that There's no little girl On a tricycle That got hit <sighs> by a bullet Right I've, I've said those prayers Before too I was like yeah. Thank god nothing happened <clears throat> But like mm-hmm. That shit scares the fuck out of me I'm not scared about it uh, you know, fights or stabbed or shot. Like I'm scared about killing someone innocently. Like that scares me. We have a good friend that comes on the show that fired a shot off, kind of like a oh. warning high, just up. Yeah. And uh, that bullet fucking hit a fucking two by four. Yeah. Ricocheted, fucking went through this dude's head. Yeah. He died. He died while his family was hiding in the bathtub. Oh. And uh, Brian ended up at 24 years old. He did getting like, 35 to life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he did 33 or yeah. 37 or yeah. something 36. like that. Yeah. yeah. But all behind, you know, yeah. just a quick just a decision. You know? yeah. That scares me because, you know, I'm, I'm irrational. Right. And right, 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 I, a right. lot of my, you know, I got arrested for three violent felonies and I beat that shit. Like, and like, you know, I'm not that dude anymore, but like that scares me because like I'm, I'm, I'm not scared of a fight or anything. I'm scared of like something killing. Happened. Yeah. I'm right. scared of hurting somebody yeah. by accident. Absolutely. That scares me. Right. Yeah. Um, you know what I like about Kelly? What? Kelly's always good to put out. He, 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 you know, he's like Le- he's like Lepke. Put out. I'm Lepke. Jewish. Jewish brothers over here. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Hey, I, and I'm half Jewish too. Right. So I just. Oh, I, you're in the you're the bad Jew gang though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 We have Polly in there. We got Lepke. Yeah. You know. To half reads over yeah. here. I'm <laughs> not talking about muscle talk. <laughs> uh, is there an artist that you like avoid because so many people told you like you should check it out? Because like a lot of times, I, like people tell me about a movie or a thing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And if enough people kind of tell me about it for some reason, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking see it now. It's just too many. I can't. I can't bother with that. Is there anything <laughs> like that for you? Like an artist where they're like, you really should check out blah blah blah, and you're like, eh, I don't know. No, I'll always check it out. Any movies or anything that you think are the best about graffiti? Like, what's the one that somebody should see? Well, it, it goes back to Star Wars, bro. That's the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. right? And uh, 
I got to meet a lot of those dudes on Blessed, and uh, some of them are heroes, and some of them are like, I was like, I wish I didn't meet them. Right. But like, it's still the the movie that it's the Almighty, you know. Right. Now another sculpture you did was cutting a cop car in half. Is that correct? Yes. What does it take to cut a cop car in half? How do you even get a cop car? That's easy. But why? cutting in half, why? The auctions, they, they sell them and shit. You know? Okay. But cutting in half was a motherfucker. So I invented this. <laughs> I didn't invent. I, I hired this guy to make a bandsaw to put the car through it, right? Get mm. the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Chevy 350 engine with a blade. Fuck. And he's going to, whatever. So I tell him, he goes, cool, he's building it. He's in Texas or something. He's building it. And I go, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm cutting the cop car. And he goes, no, it's not going to work. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're an idiot, bro. He's like, different substrates you can't do it i'm like well what do i do he goes cut it with a fucking grinder i'm like no nah, it's gotta be clean he goes he goes cut it with a hacksaw or a, a, a sawzall blah, blah blah and then come back and grind it right yeah cool. so my project for that show mocha or whatever that show was yeah. um was supposed to be like the easiest thing ever right yeah so i waited until two weeks before the show i'm like yeah, I'll, just, I'll put it through the thing in right. 24 hours and be done <laughs> like nah nigga so i'm like cool 427 grinder pads My boy oh, Woody oh. And we had to fucking Take a string And lower it And grind everything Perfectly Biggest nightmare of my life But that piece That you're talking about um, Cool Damien Hurst Another huge influence to me uh, He did the Natural History uh, Series And he cut the animals in, in half And he put the shark In formaldehyde And whatever And he made a quote The shark Is the world's biggest predator Like the great white I'm like Hmm I want to do an urban version. So take that right. out and be like, the world's biggest predator is a fucking cop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah, bro. So, I, so he cut the cows in half and shit. So I cut the cop car in half. Yes. Right. That was it, you know. That's dope. Right. What do you think is the most aesthetically pleasing animal in the animal kingdom? Like, what do you look at? And you're like, that's just fucking dope. Strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Strippers. Yeah. No, kidding, but not. Right. But not. But We're yes, not lying about but that. But not. But yes. Uh, 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 well, what kind of animal? Spirit animal? No, I mean, like, what do you look at? Because I know me, dude. One of the things I love more than anything else, I don't know why. Maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe I am. But I like wild dogs. I look at wild dogs. They're painted weird. Their uh, proportions aren't like what you normally see. But there's something about them that I'm like, man, that that looks so real. So here's the thing. So I, I painted for Artists for Trauma the other day, right? Yeah. And they had their... their they're service dogs Yeah And these dogs are the fucking McLovin was one name And Pearl was another name <laughs> yeah. And they were the, the best Awesome dogs in the world And dog is a man's best friend I get that Cool So I get that But then also Well man That's a hard question But like If you look around here It's about the time The rabbits are gonna come out we Yeah a, a ton of wild rabbits So there'll be like Ten of them in the yard In a minute Yeah And uh, I feed them I get bags of carrots Like this And I feed them And I love those motherfuckers yeah. Um But the chickens love hate. I love them, but they shit on my paintings. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I just love all animals. I guess it's all yeah. hard, you know. Yeah. Back to the strippers. <laughs> right. We, you know, going out and doing trade shows in Las Vegas twice a year, uh, you get guys like us get yeah. familiar with like the local strip clubs, especially maybe the, the Rhino and fucking. Never heard of it. <laughs> in Vegas. And I remember, uh, I mean, right we go, Esteban, me, you know, we were a bunch of fucking moñacos. And I had this thing. I guess thing, he's into malacas, Dino. I had this thing, like, I was like, we go in, we go in fucking Duke and everybody, you know? And yeah. It's like, I'm going to pull a fucking stripper, you know? I'm going to pull a stripper. I'm going to pull a stripper. I'm just giving her money and I'm going to have my yeah. whole little thing. And I was like, you know, 
happened once and happened twice and I'm starting to get the knack of this thing dude I'm pulling these <laughs> fucking strippers out and everybody's spending all this money I'm spending no money in the place, right, right? That, that's key though oh you you already know yeah. the deal he's yeah. the guy <laughs> that ain't getting lap dances yeah. that ain't going to the room right. no and they're all corralling yeah. around you right. on a tog and that'll you, you, you gotta that'll separate get yourself so I'm thinking I'm good but I know I'm really not that good right because there's a guy named Risky <laughs> right and fucking you know for every fucking third girl that I fucking pull out of a strip club bro we'd be having a conversation after we got done having sex and be like do you know this <laughs> he had been there like fucking six months before me right. maybe six hours he'd, before he'd me. already tagged out oh all. yeah yeah he'd yeah, already yeah, tagged yeah, out yeah bro I really he thought I'm up. doing something then they hit me up with do you know Kelly <laughs> good times. I love him good times yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah anyway yeah it was, but it's an emotional day because uh, his woman is <laughs> on the day that you're telling day. these great strippers but yeah man you know what speaking man speaking of my baby's mama I met her at you know crazy girls um, yeah and we we had a we had a great run it's over and I love you baby bye mm-hmm. right bye Felicia listen and, uh, listen seasons baby that's just the way it is some things work some, I'm on my second marriage that's you know what best I, I'm actually actually go ahead this is the best news for me that this fucking guy's single. Because now it's on. Right. Now you're ready. We're going to go show people how to live at, in your 50s, bro. That's right. what we're about we, we to do. We can do that. Yeah, bro. Hey, I'm in Sean, it right here. you're lucky. We, uh, <laughs> next time we see these guys, Sean, the next time we see these guys, they're going to be all sucked up. Oh, they're yeah. <laughs> all tired. They're going to be like, man. Super tan. Right. Exactly. They're like, um, all right. What, now that we've talked about strippers, this is the right time to ask this question. Are you ever going to illustrate a children's book? Oh, I've tried a couple times, bro. Have uh, you? Yeah, I did one. It didn't get published. Uh, Maddie Matt, a good friend of mine, my roommate, he had Maddie Matt on a motorbike, and I, I want to do that. But I definitely into that. I want to do that. I did a coloring book for Mocha, right? Right. Uh, I did that. Who the fuck is not jumping on that? Yeah, that seems a like shit. a gold mine. That's a shit. Shumahan's trying to pitch it out right now. Yeah, listen, yeah. I got one right yeah. now. It's about a fucking yeah. hippopotamus in a tugboat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it good. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of that off the top of my head. But yeah. But it sounds good. Yeah, yeah let's that do does it. sound good. Right. I, I, I'm, running, right. I'm running it. <laughs> you already the whole thing. Tugboat, right. They're friends. Yeah. They go yeah, around the world. Yeah, I love like, that. They go, they're crazy girls. They find strippers together. That's actually great. <laughs> right? That's an yeah. excellent start. Hey, Maddie Motorbike is about a kid. It's about me, right? So it's a kid that moves his whole life yeah. and, and he didn't have friends. So he gravitated to motorbike and became a, a, a motocross star right okay because graffiti is my story right yep. i didn't have friends and i gravitated to graffiti i now i got tons of friends because of art right but we gravitate towards something right yeah i think graffiti's maybe too pigeonholed so i maddie motorbike right yeah yeah i love you it. know what's interesting about risk is that he uh. says he has a lot of friends but it's funny is um <clears throat> just like a poly b yeah. How you meet all these different people from different walks of life, but yeah. they've got a story of Polly B. Yeah. Risky's very much the same way, bro. It's very much the same way that I'll meet somebody in motherfucking Boise, Idaho, yeah. or somebody in fucking Ensenada, Mexico, and they tell me this this deep, long story, you know, real right. intimate story with how they were fucking somewhere for a week with fucking Risk, or how he did this, and I was there. And, and like, he's like, yeah, I'm prize one for being nice. Then it's just, uh, just this dude, like, he just moves through shit. I just, I hear Risky's name come fucking out of like water and power. Water and power. Hey, if you could paint the White House, what would you do? I'd do me, bro. I'd 
fucking color film. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. That would be fucking dope. I don't know why they don't do that. They should allow fucking, you know, America's artists to come through and just do that. You could redo it every four years or every year, every three months. What the fuck? What's what? Bro, that's the best thing they could ever do. That's that's brilliant. Be smart. If they did that, that would change some shit. We could end some riots and shit. That's what I think. I got, um, Kelly, take us risk. What is happening in this season? Other than baby's mama moving out, what's going up in the future here? What's what's going on in this season of, of your life, creatively, professionally? Per, like, what what are things? What can you tell us are happening? What's unfolding for you? Well, right I'm gonna now? go retro for a minute because baby's mama's leaving. All right, so I'm gonna get. What's I'm gonna be around for a lot of that. Belligerent yeah. for a minute. Okay, for right. a minute. What's okay, the please. theme song after that? Brian Grief is here right now. Grief, sorry. He gets mad when I say that. That's your uh, manager? That's my manager. Brian. Brian, you're doing a great job. Come on, you're right, doing Brian. an excellent Brian, job. And we, want to talk, we all come want you to right manage here. us, too. So. Hey, Brian, come Brian, on there. Brian, come over here. So Brian did Saving Banksy. He's done a ton of shit. I'm going to let him talk. But like, Yeah. We have a lot of shit coming up. We did a lot of shit recently. And go. <laughs> Look at his pants. Those are the kind of pants of yep, a man who's yep, managing yep, artists, yep, right? Yep, yep, this is yep. all... Like mural paint from working with Kelly on murals. I think most of this is from Canada. Right. You could sell those Collateral pants. damage. You could sell those but pants for $240,000. If I was costume designer and I was like, all right, this is the uh, painter, the artist's manager. Right. I'd be like, what a little paint on yeah, yeah, exactly. Give him a button down. Right. Give him a nice clean button down. He's got the, the button down perfect. and the paint on pants. Right. It's perfect. No, no. Let's, let's be real. Scene, he went around the thing and seen what's flicking paint on him right before he got on the fucking show. What's the secret to managing artists? Oh, I think the only secret to managing artists is being attached to an artist that is special, like Risk. Right. Right. It's it's working with people that you know have a history and have a voice. Right. And you know what I love about what Risk does is his stuff's intentional. Right. Every part of it. You know, using the surfboard resin to go back to his roots and the metallic tissue stuff with the license plate. There's a story and a meaning behind everything he does. Right. There's a lot of artists out there. And some of them, some of them struggle, and they don't get you know they don't get traction, because they're just trying to do things to do things and hope that it sells. Right. I don't think he goes into anything thinking I'm going to do this to sell it. He does it because he's passionate about it. Right. Because mm-hmm. he wants to do it, mm-hmm. and that always translates into success. Does right. Risk right. have a like a crazy writer when he goes places? Like, do you have to say like, <laughs> oh, only yellow M and M's when yeah. this shows don't look up? Me in the eye. Right. Don't look <laughs> him in the eye. You know what I mean? He needs a lot of. Don't he, talk directly at don't him. Don't look you, me in the eye. And when you walk through, spray stripper perfume in the air. That's what he's used to. Right, 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 like, right, right. what? Is, what? Is, what is uh, it? Would know because he's super. Easy to work with, but we should probably start doing that just <laughs> to just add, to, right? Yeah, right? Just add to its value. Yeah. Have you ever tried to party with Risk and you couldn't hang on and you fell off? Two nights ago. <laughs> Were you? Ever? He's still no. recovering right now. No, that's not true. No. <laughs> I, very, I very rarely tap out. Hey, uh, no. hey you guys got to understand. Uh, Brian and I became friends before he's my manager. Right. So we, we were partners in a couple projects. We became really good friends. Right. And Brian signed on to this fucking <laughs> nightmare fantasy, whatever you want to call it. And now Brian lives here and on the compound and we're doing big things and I love you. And uh, it's been great. But it, it, ha- it has to happen like that. It has to be organic. Like, right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, 
But you know what, bro? Your your whole thing has happened organic, Kelly. For sure. By, by watching you, dude. That's why it's been a long road, bro. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly. No, it's bro. I could have skipped steps. Right. But I could I could line you up right here and say the same thing for a Stellan or cartoon. Yeah, like 100%. it's been a process, man. But sticking to you, what you this but show, sticking to what you show. do. I did this show because you're my. My boy, right? Of course, brother. My podcast, my live stream, whatever. Like, we got to step it up, Brian. By the way, they just shit all over us. But anyway, I got to step it up. Like, <laughs> Brian, what are you doing? Brian, you <laughs> fucked up again, Brian. Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this setup and I feel really inadequate. Like, hey, wait, hey, wait, wait. Listen. They can all hear us and shit. It's weird. Sean, yeah. Sean Blue crazy. Eyes is available for consultation. His normal price is $5,000. you will knock it down to 1000 right? But Don't my, laugh when I, I say Christian this. Christian is kid for 6000 I tell him. For hey, 6000 I christen I'm his, his kid. manager. Sean, next time, I'm sure he's probably had to tell Rissa this. Like, don't fucking laugh when I set the bar at 5000 and then reduce it down to one. Don't crack up. Yeah. Actually look pissed. Like, yeah. what am yeah. I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right, manager? Yes. You and do negotiations, the 1, 000, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. Who, hey. <laughs> now, but let's, yeah, but let's, it's the thing. So, it, yeah, so anyway, it, like, like your show, like, like, it's all my friends, bro. We, exactly. we have yet to do a show that someone I didn't have due time with right. in one way, shape, right, or form. Right, right, right. And it's going to come. Cool, I get it. But right now, we almost a year, it's everything is a close person to me, right? Right. And I, uh, that that's grassroots is like what people don't... Earlier, we were talking about this, right? Yeah. Grassroots is what people don't get. Like, yes. social media is great, but if you don't know where it came from, you don't know where it's at, right? Yep. And, we've, said, but we've, said, and we've certainly also experienced, though, jointly... We've experienced a lot of people that came from some places that we came from and didn't grow, but didn't grow yeah, or grew off on a way or just, you know, didn't, I don't know, like maybe, maybe, maybe from the whole time there was no real soul there or there was no real get down and, and aren't. And then there's a certain, like when you were talking about with mugs, yeah, you know, like there's a certain tribe of motherfuckers that have been knowing each other for Forever. a long time. Right. And, and we'll do anything. Right. Mugs, and when I call. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Two seconds. Mugs like, yeah, I'll be there. You call me. I'll be there. Yeah. And that's 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 I got no choice but to be like, yeah, me either. hundred percent. I'm me there. Either. You know, and that's that's where we come from. Right. Brian, yeah. the manager. Yeah. Brian, exactly. the manager. Let's 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 ask a question that all of America, including the international, actually Putin's listening to this podcast right now and he wants to know. <laughs> Has anyone ever tried to steal risk from you? Like another manager come by and said, you know, tried to steal <laughs> not, your artist? Not, not yet, but it's funny. I run into people all the time that they'll introduce themselves to me and they'll say, yeah, I'm risk's manager. <laughs> Is that oh, true? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's happened a couple of times. And you're like, really? Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing something. Oh, I'm a project. manager in Arizona. Hey, they come to Brian and go, I got this Arizona. project, risk is involved. <laughs> He's like, really? <laughs> Tell me more about that, motherfucker. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. So... Who are some of your favorite artists besides Risk is number one and blah, 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 everything you're supposed to say politically for the guy that you work with. But who are some artists that you, you really like that, you, that people should look out for or that you think are uh, interesting or, or dead well, now? Uh, listen, that's tr- uh, I'll let you answer. But like asking what he likes is different. Like what he's done, he's did the Banksy movie. Like he's worked with some legendary people and whatever. Actually, you, that's your question. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Are well, you you're managing Brian? Yeah. Isn't that right? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I got confused. No, 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 you're managing. <laughs> he's got a risk for me. No, 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 he's managing you. Well, it, I'll, I'll do I'll do a couple. Yeah. First, I want to talk about a dead artist that I think is extraordinarily important, but very few people know who he is. And his name is he's a British artist. He's one of the first five surrealists, and his name is Gordon Onslow Ford. Gordon Damn. Onslow Nailed Ford. Nailed it. 
Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, if you don't know shit, you better go look that up right now. And hey, by the way, yourself. I'm going to take you for the tour. You didn't Do get it. to see a lucky saw, but we have a gallery next door, right? Yeah. And we have some Anzal Fords hanging there. All wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. So we're we going to go take a look at we that We have later. Herring, uh, Matisse, uh, Warhol, Anzal Ford. But, yeah. All right. Incredibly important. People don't know because to be in the Surrealist movement, right. the guy that ran the Surrealist movement was a poet. He wasn't a painter. His name is Andre Breton. Mm-hmm. And he decided if you were in the movement or out of the movement, and he had rules. And if you violated the rules, he'd kick you out. I love and it. The first rule was to be in the Surrealist movement, you could not sell your work. Because that corrupts the creative process, right? Fuck yeah. Well, most artists can't do that. Onslow Ford was from a very wealthy British family, and he didn't show or sell his work. He started painting in 1939, did not show or sell his work until two years before he died, which he died in 2000. Wow. But he influenced, uh, he taught Jackson, he inspired Jackson Pollock Pollock to to splash paint. Because Onslow Ford started the automatic painting movement and was doing splash painting before Pollock. Did he do anything with Dolly? Oh, yeah. Did he hate Dolly or did he love Dolly? He liked Dolly, but he thought Dolly was too commercial. Right, too of course. Right, with the right. fucking lobster on the head. Yeah, Please. you know, but <laughs> get that the fuck out the, of here. The Guggenheims that, you know, started the Guggenheim Museum right. brought Onslow Ford and four other surrealists over from Paris before World War II, so the Nazis didn't get them. Right. And they started a lecture series called The New School in New York. So Onslow Ford was the only one that was allowed to do the lectures. The other ones, because they were Spanish or Italian. You know, back then, if you had an accent before World War II, mm-hmm. suspect, right? Right, right. Well, he was right. British, so he did all the lectures. And then mm-hmm. his first lecture in the audience were Jackson Pollock, Robert Motherwell, de Kooning, Kamarowski, and all of them, he was, he was the guy. Wow. They all learned what they did. You know, incredibly famous artists like de Kooning. He actually stole de Kooning's girlfriend away and ended up marrying de Kooning's girlfriend, Jackson Johnson. Which happened a lot in art. Yeah, over and over. <laughs> right. He was, Dude, he, he was the only cr- guy that Picasso would take direction from. Get right. the fuck out it's of here. It's crazy me. how one artist sparked all, like a, a ripple effect just in the well, creation. Well, it's not one artist. Artists spark ripple effects, right? Mm-hmm. And there's crossroads. It's, it's true. Right. And also because to be at that level or to be at even halfway there, you're already in a little bit of a rarefied group. The only people that are meeting up and talking and dealing with all this shit are the people that really care about it. And that's why sometimes it seems like these groups, whether it's film, painting, music, whatever it is, you kind of see the same group names together. Like... Uh, it's because the people that are that passionate that are doing like-minded individuals and they're and they're also going an extra step because they're not getting paid yet about it but they're still doing it but that ripple effect is dialogue that you're talking about needs to keep on going I mean I think it 100% listen we we don't invent shit right we 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 add our twist to it we keep going and it's really important to keep the dialogue going like you know, we're just, it's very you. rare people that come out the box and invent something new. And maybe I'm wrong, but they, maybe Banksy, maybe he's one of the people that came out the box and invented something new. But they're continuing his dialogue right now. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wait a second. Now, I hear you say that, and that's interesting, and that's true. Maybe in the last, let's say, like thousand years or whatever it's been, because there's been a lot of art, humanistic development, and or. Um, at least from Western, what we traditionally call Western. I'm not even going to say it's really Western, but I'm just going to say from a Western standpoint, yeah. you've got this long line of ancient Rome, Greek, blah, 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 yeah. all the way to today. Yeah. But at some point, at some point, some motherfucker 
we don't know who, you know, put their hand on a cave wall and blew on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, at, at some <laughs> well, point. graffiti, right? So the reason graffiti is so important to me. Yeah. It's the last hand to medium to surface art form. After graffiti, it goes digital. Right. right. So before that, we had wow. cave drawings, we had ink. Right. Whatever you want to call it, fresco, uh, chiseling all that but graffiti is the last think about this yeah the last real art form hand to medium to surface right it's the last right i mean i almost just want to leave it there yeah. with that observation by risk yeah risk <laughs> i uh i want you to tell take a moment to tell us uh you know what's what's on the agenda coming up ahead of you? Where That's can a Brian people, question. A Brian right? question. What? Where can we? Where can some of these listeners that are unfamiliar with a, your we art? Have a documentary. We have a product. Uh, Brian. Yeah, I want Brian. I want to be able to direct some of my listeners that <laughs> might not know Risk. Want to find out more information? So website, Instagram. What do you guys have coming okay, up? So there are two important Instagram pages. Okay. That's Risk's personal page, which is at Risk Rock. Okay. And then for all of his new prints and other things that we're releasing, it's at Risk Rock Studios. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And then the website is riskrock.com. Excellent. Excellent. And there's a lot of stuff coming up. I don't know, because I kind of walked in towards the end. Mm-hmm. All the different things he's been doing with Monster, painting the cars, doing great, the cans, Great job on the like Monster that. cans. Thank you, brother. Thank the you. Beautiful. juice is Thank great. You. I've Thank drank you. like eight of them already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My fucking <laughs> balls job. are vibrating. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, you know, we've got a big show coming up in Beverly Hills in Side, December. Sideshow. Sideshow. He's working with Sideshow, which is one of the premier. They do, like, all the life-size and different scale models for Marvel Comics, for Star Wars, that sort of oh, thing. Oh, and you're doing some vinyl over there beautiful nice mm-hmm. awesome man thank you bro for thank risk you, thank, hey, you know you what guys. thanks for just uh being a, a solid good friend for all these years man Lucky, I love just, you. you know i love you too Prize brother one in the house yeah <laughs> don't get it twisted thank you for having us down to your studios to your you just your compound down here it's gorgeous and we're gonna walk around um yeah. everybody thank you for coming down today and we're you gonna say it. love you guys oh you got anything to plug? Yeah, I got something to plug. Plug, plug some shit. Supermax hardware. Supermax. Yeah. Coming back. Hey, Keep your eyes was... open. Oh, he's coming back? Oh, yeah. We're relaunching. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where's my... I got to do one. Hey, we're, we're, yeah. we're working with... Uh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Supermax Risk. package. We're working with Risk on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, Risk sorry. is doing all the... You know, uh, and um, uh, another <laughs> shout... Brian, Brian, Brian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Hard to Kill H2K. Keep your eyes open for that. That's a series he and I are working on. Steve and I are working on an animated series with Lepke. Hey, Lepke sends me... Uh, not that I want an uh, addict or anything. Do it. I get text every day from Every morning, me. right. And they're awesome, bro. Yeah. Right. And I sometimes know. I'm bummed out. Like I just told you guys, my chick just moved out, right? Right. right. But I see Lepi's text. I'm like, oh, man, life's, life's all right. Life's all right. right. There you go. And that's <laughs> why he does it. And by the way, the hey, list. Lepke, I love you, motherfucker. Yeah. The, 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 uh, hold on. Uh, vibes, Rolling Papers, and Cookies Cannabis. Shout out to Burner. Shout out to Soul Assassins. Mugs. Soul Assassins. Yeah, Mugs and Estevan. Love you guys. Lepke, big shout out. And Tunes. Next up. Love all you motherfuckers. Sean. Sean. God damn it, Sean. What about, aren't you doing, (laughs) isn't your guy working with Elon Musk's cousin or you don't want to plug that? 
The guy's building <laughs> fucking. T- all right, everyone. Uh, no plug on that. Uh, right. That's uh, Sean's. <laughs> How about Avonda Bowen? Okay, Avonda Bowen LLP lawyers. Uh, if you want your shit checked, correct, or if you just want to make sure that you're not wasting money on legal shit that ain't gonna work, come see me. That's I'll a s- lot of money wasted. I I, I paid a lot of lawyers. I'll tell you right now, I'm the one lawyer that will tell you, yeah. don't do it if it's not really going to work. Lawyer? I'm a lawyer. We yeah. can talk. He has bro. his own, he has his own well, firm. Talk to me. I got my own firm. All right. We'll talk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to St. James Sense. I want to give a shout out. What? Uh, hey, Zeus, right? Hey, Zeus. Hey, Zeus. Handling all of our posts for our Instagram. Our IG guy. Yeah, he's right? great. He's a huge fan of Risk. By the yeah. way, hey, Zeus is a, also uh, his side gig. His main gig is doing our IG. His side gig is delivering for Coca-Cola. Yeah. And he said he saw these cans when they first came out. Yeah, so Coke has the same distribution as Monster, right? Exactly. That's yeah, what he was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's appropriate. Steve, I remember what I asked you before uh, uh, about... A, a favor for from risk. I don't know if it's appropriate, and you were like, ah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't do remember. Recall? But oh. go ahead and ask it. It's so, hey, Zeus, the distributor yeah. wanted yeah. to know if he could get your autograph. Oh, of course, bro. Right. Yeah, I'd be honored. We'll All right. Yeah. Nice. All right. So uh, let's say shout out to Felix. Shout out to Game. Shout out to Stephen Lucky Luciana. Whoever yep. the hell that is. Yes. Shout out to the Hard Luck Show. Shout yeah. out to Budhead. Shout out to uh, Roy. Shout out to Kitty Sterling. Sorry. Yes. Sai. 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 Shout out, Sai. Hey, 10 Planet, what is it? 10 Planet Jiu Jitsu. 10 Planet West LA. Oh, now you can talk in the mic, huh? Mm-hmm. Ten Planet West LA, are you? And the Jewish came out. Yeah. yeah. Are you playing, hey, motherfucker? Hey. Hey, shout out to Mike Messick, right? Hell yeah. yeah. Mike, he just did my mask. Bro. I know. Bro, because I fuck with Mike. He just how did all my hang tags. How crazy is that? Yeah. Yeah. Love you, Mike. All Mike. right. Hey, uh, Manager Brian, anything else? Riskrock.com. Riskrock.com. <laughs> and we are out of here. Adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. What? Later, motherfuckers.